The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Key Marine Center. sir and you can learn something about your boat if you're listening today to boat smart that's for sure it is a call-in show you can call us at 850-437-1620 boat smart is sponsored by key marine center of northwest florida key marine located at 5621 Bar road here in pensacola the phone number 850-492-0487 keymarinecenter.com is a the website they have discounted prices on yamaha mercury and suzuki motors and they put posting all those discounts on their website so keep an eye on that website you never know when they're just going to blow out an engine that you may need for a repower you know so check them out on their website at keymarinecenter.com they are your yamaha mercury and uh, suzuki repower center Key Marine specializes in service and repair on all Mercury, Mercruiser, Yamaha, and Suzuki products. You can also check them out on Facebook. I was listening to uh, you as I was coming into the show today, mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to our commercial, and they said that Key Marine hires students from Georgetown Technical College, and I actually had a student interview out there today oh, cool. at 9 o'clock this morning, and he actually uh, texted me this morning and said the interview went well, and they're in negotiation type phases right now of the you know the interview and they're hmm. back and forth so hopefully they'll hire him and uh they'll get a great employee from georgestone technical college the marine service class so very exciting to have that happen when a student goes out and interviews you know you try to give them all the tips that you you know the about the interview tips and things like that one of my main tips is like cut your hair but you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know anymore this is i think as i get older uh i start thinking about stuff like that and and i think it is important first impressions right oh yeah a good haircut is probably a good way to go i I heard this on tv the other day watching this real estate show the guy said you know your first impression is your last impression a lot of times that is true right as soon as you walk in the door and i always say this you're being interviewed from the time you step on that property and it may not be by the person that's going to hire you but it's also it could be the secretary at the front desk you know Right. It could be someone like that, a salesperson that you pass by, or right. any person. It could be somebody in the in the uh, janitorial staff or something. You never know, right? Who's interviewing you when you walk on the? And that's any place, right? Right. Could be here at sixteen twenty. Could be at the school, wherever it is. I think you start getting interviewed as soon as you walk in the door. So you always, you Good know, point. first impression, right? Yep. Right. That's what I say. I used to have long hair, and I and and back in the day, and I actually cut it because uh, it was it was. Uh, hindering me from professionalism actually mm, yeah and the reality of it because uh you know you could always pull your long hair back in a ponytail you could you could uh wear a hat and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but Part, party in the front <laughs> yeah, all or, that yeah. yeah and that's kind of how it was right so you know you just got to think about that as you go in interviews but i'm sure the students is uh did well he said the interview went well so i'm happy about that and uh, we're gonna see how that works out at key marine i got a couple students that are uh, getting ready to go into the field anyway so this is way off my topic today but that's good to be able to talk about that because they you know they let me know after they go on an interview uh how they did 
and that kind of stuff. We've had a great week at George Stone this week and a nice full week of me back out in the shop uh, working with students and uh, helping them out in the shop and getting motors running. We actually sent out an email to the school district employees only, just so y'all know that, that we are taking in jobs now, uh, getting ready for uh, the, the boating season. So we're requesting some jobs come in, services, 100-hour inspections, electrical repairs. That gives my students real hands-on experience. And uh, I've gotten a lot of replies back uh, from, from those emails, and I'm starting to set up some jobs that are coming in. So the way students learn is through the jobs that we have at school. We have engines and, and uh, consoles and boats there that we own that the students work on. But we also uh, like from time to time boats to come in uh, and do services on them. We don't like to do large jobs. If they're too big, it takes too much time. Uh, we just try to stay away from that stuff, but sometimes you can't help it. They do come in and we end up with a, with a large job on our hands. And, uh, I just don't have the, you know, the time, uh, to do those larger jobs. So we try to you know refer them to somebody else. If we do have issues with the boat, again, this is a call, call in show or text. You can call us or text us at 850-437-1620. Maybe you have a question about your boat. Maybe you have a question about the school over there at Georgetown Technical College. I'm more than happy to help you out there as well. And uh, we can get you answered today and maybe just have a comment. Maybe you're going to have a comment on my next subject. And uh, you may want to call in or text in about that. And I've kind of been thinking about this a lot because uh, I think when my listeners listen to me, they get an, they get my perspective on things as well as student perspective. You know, a lot of times uh, you see things from the instructor side, the, the teacher side, the, the person that is in charge of the class and, and in charge of learning uh, at the school in my Marine service class. And a question that happens some, comes into my thought process is the question of, are you teachable? And I'm not saying that in a bad or derogatory or any kind of way, but a lot of times I think students, as they come into, it could be any class, any class, okay? Are you actually a teachable person? And that doesn't mean that you're, you're we're not able to teach you, but it may be something that's holding you back from learning, right? So I think about that uh, quite often as students come into my class because when a new student comes into my class, it takes me, oh, my gosh, several weeks sometimes to try to figure them out because I have to figure out different people. We think about all the personalities that I have in my class, all the age groups, male, female. Uh, you know, I have anywhere from 16 all the way up to 60 sometimes, uh, different backgrounds, prior military, uh, just out of high school, people that have – have higher education and people that don't have higher education, people have GEDs, you know, people that have high school diplomas, all this mix of people in my class. So a lot of times I have to try to figure out the person so I can help them better. That's the end goal, right? To, to help them to meet their goal. My goal is to help them, right? Yeah, Cause not everybody learns the same. No, not everybody yeah. learns the same. So when I say this, are you teachable? This is with my help. Right. Too, right? Yeah. I'm not saying, okay, you're not teachable, get out of my classroom kind of right. situation. You know, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a thought process that I think students need to think about as they come into my class. So I've got several written down here. Then this is stuff that, I've, that I personally come up with uh, in my classroom through the years, 15 years of doing this, you know. And uh, when students come into my class, uh, they may have a difficult time learning when, and I'll just go down, to, go down the list and I may touch on some of this stuff. 
All right. A student may have a difficult time learning when they already know everything. Right. They already know everything. Right. I can relate. Okay. So <laughs> also they're too excited about learning. Now I'm going to touch that one a little bit, Jake, because that's, mm, that's a pretty cool interesting, one. Too, interesting. too excited about learning. Um, they overthink everything. Oh. Overthink everything. And the reality of it is, you know, you don't, you, the, you really need to know the basics. And when you, when an overthinker gets in there, it, it, it just takes so much time for learning experience. Okay. So they overthink everything. Um, here's a good one. They keep their hands in their pockets. Mm. I look at that, you mm. know, uh, we're out. And, and a lot of times the students will say to me, I, I, I only learn with my hands. And then I see them with their hands in their pockets and I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, right. What's going on here, right? I only learn with my hands, but I keep my hands in my pockets. Uh, they just don't show up if you're not showing up for school. You know, that may be a problem. That's going to be a, something that's going to make you unteachable. Or maybe you need more time to be at school. Maybe your life is just way too busy right now. Maybe you have so much going on that you can't devote the time it takes to be in school. So that's another thing that would make you unteachable because if you're not there, Obviously, you're not going to learn, right? So, out of these, Jake, which one you which one are you most curious about? And we'll start with that one. Oh, uh, we got to start with the too excited to learn. Okay. I got to know about this. Okay, so when you think about students as they enter the class, they, and I like students to be excited. Okay, but there is a point where they are too excited about it, and they want to jump in, and rush, mm. and hurry. And they don't get what they need as far as the basics are concerned. Many, many times I have taken a student and uh, we talk about the hallway of the mall area. That's where I go out to talk to my students out there. And if I take you out to the mall or the, or the hall area, it's either I'm trying to fix something or, or trying to uh, tell you how good a job you're doing or whatever. You know, I'm, there could be reasons why I'm taking you out there, right? You remember when we used to get taken out in the hall in school? That's because we were about to get a paddling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that don't happen over there. We no, don't do that. Uh, so, no, yeah. No. But, and it's, it could be good or bad. When we go on, and mainly my main reason is to always discuss things, to talk about it, to mm -hmm. turn you around, right? Right. So when a student is over excited, what happens is they totally just want to jump in. They don't want to learn the basics. They don't want to learn what it really takes to understand what they're doing. They just want to jump in and start taking things apart. And that becomes a major problem because uh, they have to learn the basics and they have to take the step-by-step -step process. Many times I've told students, I say, you really need to slow down. You need to take a deep breath here. You need to study more. You need to uh, not just jump into something. You need to look at it. You need to study it. You need to understand what system you're working on, how it works and how it operates in order for you to be able to troubleshoot, repair, or main maintain that system. And a lot of times they would just, those students, it just, it takes me a while of saying that over and over again. And finally, they start settling down a little bit. I call it the old bull in the China, uh, China shop syndrome, right? where they just get in there and start ripping stuff apart. Mm. And I'm not saying that in a, in a super bad way. I mean, it's good. You need to learn how to take things apart, but you need to do it in a, in a proper way. And that's what I'm talking about. Too excited, right, to learn. And that does happen in my class. And it happens, I would say, every two or three classes, I'll get somebody in there that does that. I have a, a particular student right now that is working over at, um, he's working over at Legendary Harborview. 
and he was uh, fresh out of the military, came into my class, and he was excited. And I, and I had to slow him down. And I said, I told him, I said, and I'll say his name on the air, Josh. I said, Josh, you got to slow down, man. You mm. just can't keep doing what you're doing because you're breaking things, you're not learning. And, you know, he's came up to me several times after he graduated and says he's so glad he listened to me with that respect. You know, a, a employer wants somebody that, working for them that basically not necessarily a speed demon or somebody that's rushing through projects because what ends up up happening there is you end up with what's called comebacks where you didn't follow attention to detail and you end up breaking something or not tightening a bolt or an oil filter, whatever it is, right? Plugging up the wire, whatever, and the boat comes back. And employers do not like comebacks. Nope. Uh, Most, mostly (laughs) the customer doesn't like to bring the boat back. Yeah. it just brings a big bunch of problems out there. So by slowing down and taking those steps and doing the job correctly, you may not be the fastest tech at that dealership, but you may be the most accurate and your numbers are going to start going up where you don't have any comebacks. Right. So that is what that one is about. Right. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Total. Yeah. So uh, that's one situation and it takes me a minute to figure that out. You know, another one is, and this is a big one and this is really hard to approach sometimes. I already know everything. Mm. And when you say that, and it could be, I'm teaching a student in my very beginning and I'll start talking about tools, precision measuring, uh, torque wrenches, wiring, those kind of things. And the student may say to me, well, I already know everything about tools. So you don't have to teach me tools or I already, I learned precision measuring here, or I learned torque wrenches there. And uh, I already know about wiring. I've wired my house, you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of times if a student is not willing to accept the fact that they don't know everything, they are very closed off to learning. And when you're closed off to learning, you, you know, like that, it's just not a good situation. And that one's a tough one to approach. Uh, I would say probably one of my most difficult uh scenarios in retaining students in that to retain a student that already knows everything that's tough Mm. because it's because you have to i don't know a lot of times and it's gonna be younger people too you know older younger and that could be difficult as well Mm. you know how how do you how do you keep them in check how do you bring them back down to earth well you know this Mm. is tough love kind of situation yeah. if you look at it yeah. i will put them on a job i will immediately put them on a job oh and it's not going to be a customer job okay but it's something right. that's in my shop teaching and experience. i'm going to observe yeah and at that point you know that's that's what i do all right we do have a caller all uh, right paul from pensacola what's your question today for stefan schmidt hey stefan how you doing man i'm new to the show and i you know i'm not a big uh i don't have a lot of knowledge in boats but I went through a long-range navigation course offered by the Coast Guard one time, and I was, you know, things have really changed a lot from the old days to the new days. So what I was wondering is um, in regards to long-range navigation and map plotting and stuff like that, um, do you know um, the best type of um, equipment to use uh, or to get in order to help you navigate and, um, and long range navigation, you know, trips 
uh, uh, spots or whatever, is there two or three things that you can recommend devices or types of manufacturers that produce long range navigation um, uh, stuff? Yeah. As that- far as being able to locate uh, um, different places yeah. that you're trying yeah. to reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it is not my long range is not my uh, expertise, but I do trips around Pensacola and all you know over into Orange Beach and Navarre and all that stuff. Uh, I there's there's all kinds of electronics out there, and today's electronics are great. Okay, Simrad, Garmin, uh, different brands of electronics are out there, and there's several. Uh, places around town that install these electronics uh, uh, that do that for you as well. And they can also give you tips on it. The best thing I can say is find a piece of electronics that, that works for you. I have a Garmin on my boat and I love it. It gives me all everything that I need uh, as far as navigation is concerned. And then you can also go to the manufacturer's websites and uh, do the uh, down, downloads from there and the videos from there and all that. And, of course, you can also pre-plan all your, your destinations and put it inside your, uh, your, your plotter and use it uh, to help navigate through uh, wherever you're going, you know, if you're, maybe you're headed up to Mississippi or whatever, or around the East coast or whatever, you could actually pre-plot everything on your computer and download it to it. That would be the best, uh, method I think is to pre-plan, find something you're very comfortable with. I'm very comfortable with my Garmin. I have both a Garmin and a Simrad on my boat. I prefer the Garmin over the Simrad and other people may prefer Simrad over the Garmin, but I prefer Garmin over that. And that's what I use in my boat. Hmm. So I hope that hope that helps you. When you're out there on the water, can you use your cell phone, or do you get far enough out to where you don't have well, coverage? If you're going offshore, you may have an issue with that, right. you know. But inland, you you have a cell phone, and, and mm-hmm. it's also good to pre-call somebody if you're going to a marina or something. Plan mm-hmm. it and call them and say, "Hey, do you have a slip for me? Do you have fuel? Where's your fuel docks and that right. kind of stuff?" And get go ahead and do that as well. So you do have uh, the ability to use cell phone, a VHF radio, uh, and and electronics nowadays have gone as far as what they do the capabilities are just unbelievable now right. so yeah getting back to this list here i I'm, I'm interested too about the keeping their hands in their pockets explain that to me what's going on with that when you see a student with their hands in their pockets what does that mean to you so when i see when i see a student with their hands in their pockets that kind of gives me uh, a, a look into as uh, the student in several different ways okay it could mean that that student is not comfortable in a situation where there's other people around and they're not willing to to uh, get in closer to the job we're working on. A lot of times my jobs are two students to three students, you know, on a job, uh, you know, repair, uh, that kind of thing, a, a project, right? So if I see them in their hands in their pockets, I think, okay, either they are not uh, engaged or as far as because there's so many people around or that. And then the other aspect of it is, you know, do they not want to do that? Do they not want to get into the hands-on portion of it, or also uh, they're just not willing to do the work, those kind of situations. So that's what I look at when I do that. And again, it's it's first impressions uh, of people. You know, we talk about first impressions, and that's part of an impression that I see. A lot of times, this is what I do, Jake, and this is kind of, kind of, you know, my method, okay? Okay. I'll grab a wrench and I'll hand it to them. (laughs) I'll I'll say, hey, yeah, and yeah. if that doesn't work, I'll hand them two wrenches. <laughs> it may not even pertain to the job we're doing. 
Right. Right. Just get those hands get out. Get your hands out of the pockets. Be ready to go. And then sometimes I'll, I'll pull them off to the side and I'll say, hey, what's going on here? Are you not comfortable in a situation? Because you got to be comfortable here working with others. And then sometimes, Jake, it's another student that is overly excited. Right. <laughs> causing the other students to have to back off. Mm, right. Okay. So you see all this stuff working, right, in the right. classroom and in the shop area. So that's why uh, I talk about hands in the pockets. Mm. So that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a scenario that I run into, yeah. you know. Uh, the overthink everything. Yeah. I, I've been, I, I do that sometimes. I have students that, um, really come in there and they start thinking about not, you know, the, the, the let's say it's a ignition system. We're trouble trying to learn ignition systems. And the reality of it is it's good to know what's inside of a component. Let's say it's a, it's a, uh, switch box, power pack, whatever they want to call them, ECM. Okay. Computer, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay to know what's in those components in order to understand them. But when a, and I'm just throwing this word out there, if an, if an ECM a computer fails, I really don't want, I don't really don't care what failed inside of it. I'm not fixing it. Right. I'm replacing it if it fails, you know, a ignition module or whatever, right? I, I, I'm troubleshooting to that module and away from that module. I'm troubleshooting the in and the out. If I got everything going good in and nothing's coming out, I'm replacing that module. I'm going right. to figure out what caused the failure, right? It could be a bad ground or something. So that is very important. But I'm not really worried about how the unit works as far as that goes, as mm-hmm. far as trying to overthink and dig in that. Right. Because, you know, unless you're engineering the stuff or you're trying to uh, repair it or manufacture it, that, you know, that may be okay. But in our situations, the goal is to fix the problem, you know, to troubleshoot the problem, to figure out what caused the problem so you don't have that problem again, and then repair the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about, overthinking. And, and, a, and a student that overthinks really spends way too much time in digging in that. Yeah. And it, it really eats away at their hours in the classroom and stuff. And, and I have said to students many times, don't overthink this. This is and, – and, and I have to be very careful about saying this. This is so simple, right? I have to be mm. very careful about saying that because, you know, to me it may be super simple, right? Right. But as a new student coming up, I don't want to uh, diminish the fact that they're learning, right? So it mm-hmm. may not be quite as simple to them. Right. But in the long run, it is something that's simple. They don't have to dig in so hard, you know, and uh, to repair it or to do the maintenance and stuff on it. So overthinking can be a problem. It can be a deterrent to learning. So uh, it makes students have a hard time learning in my class. Um, the other things that I had talked about is they just don't show up. I have that happen, mm. you know. That's a problem and, these days. Yeah. And you have to figure that stuff out. And when you add a already know everything to a don't show up, it's <laughs> over. Yeah. It's over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are my takeaways or, or what, you know, are you teachable? If you work on those scenarios and try to, and I try to see that scenario and I work with you on that scenario more times than not, Jake listeners, I fix we we're able to fix those mm. because I see it. I work with them and I try to do it in a way that it doesn't discourage. Right. Right. And that's, that's kind of how, what I do. So you see the instructor side of this and what we do how we try to relate to all the students and the scenarios that they have. The other one is 
they need time, right? They have to be able to have time to be there, too. So, you know, wow, this show is already over. Man, it goes by quick. I talked a lot. <laughs> no, that's good, though. This Pre- is very interesting. Yeah, I appreciate the call, too, today. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, look up ways to be teachable and improve yourself today. Go by and check out uh, georgestonecollege.edu. Thank you, all We'll see you guys next Friday. All right. Thank you so much, Stefan Schmidt. Boat Smart will be right back with A-Hope.